Welcome to The Travelling Senorita, episode number 56. I pledge that I will continue to at least 100, which I did say to Will Smith, aka my youngest son, that I would be 100 years old. That is not correct if you add up those years. I will hopefully still continue to do one a week uh, for the rest of my my time on this earth because I really enjoy storytelling and I love the medium of audio. Uh, Podcasts have just had a real... Oh, I guess they've just plummeted into 2020 and there's a reason for that because they're easy to listen to and it's just a way to, to get people's story out there in a, in a simple conversation. So Travelling Senorita is all about people to place, finding stories from across the globe and today I didn't have to go very far. I'm blessed enough to have somebody down the road who is a very high profile author and chef. Her name is Christine Manfield and she's moved to northern New South Wales where I have been grounded for quite some time now. Not a bad place to be, is it Christine? Welcome. Welcome, thank you. Yeah, did, um, so let's just start with Northern Rivers. How yeah. much are you loving it here? Um, well, we've just fallen totally in love with Head Over Hills, in love with the Tweed Coast. Yep. Um, we didn't move because of the pandemic. It just happened to be very, very serendipitous um, timing mm-hmm. on our part. We've been planning to escape um, the city for a couple of years mm-hmm. and had bought a house here about 18 months ago. Yep. Um, our whole reason for um, leaving the city or the pace of the city was to be beachside. So that's what we've got. Love um, it. Yeah. And I love that you said the Tweed Coast then yeah. because um, we say northern New South Wales, northern rivers, but lately people have been actually understanding that the Tweed isn't just Tweed City. Um, I've been, like, you know, paying homage to, yeah. to Tweed City, but, you know, having worked on this brand myself for over five years, yeah. it used to get a little bit exhausting having to explain the Tweed as a region because it doesn't have that glamorous name. It has this little... English name and it's got a lot of in English history to that name so but there is a lot of indigenous names around the area that we love but the problem with the name the Tweed is like it literally sort of just floats you into the head so as you know there's the valley and the ocean and what an amazing food bowl that you oh it's, it's extraordinary and that was another reason for choosing up here because I was already familiar um, with a lot of the um, artisan producers and farmers mm-hmm. up here in this region. I knew it was really rich and lush. Mm-hmm. Um, having been born in Brisbane, um, I am much more drawn to this sort of climate yep. than we weren't interested in going south of Sydney because yep. um, it gets too cold. And we're, we're, we're warm, warm weather girls. Yeah, yeah, it's interesting, isn't it? Because um, my husband was born in Casino, but I met him in Sydney, and he said the same sort of thing when yeah. I tried to lure him to Melbourne and he yeah. I feel like northern New South Wales Queensland there's definitely something in your in your veins that brings you back to that climate yeah yeah so yeah this is as far north as I want to go in yeah. terms of living um, yeah because you were born in Brisbane yes but yeah. I'm not interested in um in living in Brisbane again yeah um or anywhere in Queensland just yeah. um that's just my preference yeah yeah well you've chosen the exact space yeah. that you're meant to be so you were born in Brisbane you leave Brisbane and you head to Adelaide what do you do over in Adelaide because I'm going to paint a little picture of your journey to get to the end of where you are now not that it's the end of your life this is certainly not where we're going no 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 I mean I'm I left um Brisbane in early 74 um to to move to Adelaide mm-hmm. um and I guess general, I moved generally for political reasons because um, I mm. couldn't bear living in a in a I don't blame you in an extremely right wing state. Mm-hmm. Um, What's changed? 
Let's not uh, go there. <laughs> We've already done How this. long have we got? No, no. Um, no. Yeah, so right. Adelaide. And it's also a time for me, a pivotal time for me in that, because in Brisbane I'd left school as soon as I was 15, became a hairdresser and did my training in that and yeah. worked in that. But I had a sort of, I guess, an underlying desire to complete my education yes. or to go further with education. So in Adelaide, that enabled me to... Um, to study full time and it was at a time great political time where education was free and tertiary education so I could um, I went back and did my uh, to school and did my equivalent of HSC you know final yeah, year yeah. and um, and then did my teaching degree and taught for several years in, I um, actually in just Adelaide. touched on something I love having conversations with people because there's usually some parallels there I did a similar thing where I took off in year 11 for a couple of years um, from Melbourne up to here funnily enough and then I went back and did my year 12 at TAFE because back then I don't know if that's where you did it but back then there was a really good HSC program running yeah. through TAFE yeah uh, no I, I did it at, actually at a, at a high school you, oh, right, so you even though I was in my early 20s did like, you right yeah. so that's where the program was run out yeah, yeah cause it I was know. adult like it was an adult education yeah um, branch, yeah, like, like matu- I think there. they, I think they called it mature age students. Yeah. Um, so <laughs> it was, it was a separate sort of unit or entity. Yeah. Within a bigger high school. Yeah, right. Campus. Yeah. So while we had, we were sort of a bit separated from the youngsters. Yeah. Um, and so you were mature age at like twenty one. <laughs> so I was I, about twenty. I can't remember. I was twenty two. Yeah, twenty two. I think I was. Yeah. Um, right. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So you went back and did that because you had the intention of becoming a teacher. Hmm. Right, and that was in your heart. I'm going to be teaching. I want to teach yeah. young children. Well, I just want, yeah, I just, you know, it, I think, yeah, that sort of love of education, that sharing of knowledge, yes. and I think that's always stayed with me. Absolutely. And, and you know, and empowering people through education, you know, because that's... And what a great know. place to start with the young, mm. you know, like that's a really good spot to sort of, you must have been drawn to younger children. What, yeah. was, what was going on there? Um, well, I start when I first started teaching, I was um, working with five and six-year-olds, so, yeah. you know, entry into school life, mm. which was lots of fun. Yeah. Um, and then, me as patient though. Are and, you a patient? Would you describe yeah, yourself as patient? Yeah. Wow. Okay. Yeah. Um, and and you know, out of the mouths of babes, you know, they, the things oh. that said. It's just beautiful. And I, my specialty was um, developing language skills, literacy, yeah, and writing. Wow. Fantastic. Things that have sort of been lost along the way. Adelaide um, and was then, good at that though, because Adelaide had that English sort of. You know, I find Adelaideans speak really well and spell well. Not yes. all of them, but yeah. generally speaking, they're, they're yeah. you know they're literate um, people. Yeah. With their English um, yeah, literature. it was very much an academic town. Which yeah. Is, which was great. It was um, a very um, progressive mm. city at mm. the time because yeah. we had Don Dunstan. There was lots I of great. Dunstan. I love Don Dunstan. Yeah, and it was a time where really progressive social policy that um, was being was being um, passed. Mm-hmm. So you know, um, all sorts of um, measures which are a part of our everyday life mm. now. Um, and it was a really exciting and thrilling time. There was there was also lots of money being thrown into education in the sense of. Um, of developing um, great programs for kids that lived in, you know, 
disadvantaged or poor areas, which mm. is where I worked, mm. in Elizabeth, um, right. north of Adelaide. Yeah. Um, it was called the Priority Projects Program at the time, and so you could apply, it was funding for special needs. And so I morphed into working across the whole primary school, so from year one through to year seven. What, what, uh, what time frame are we talking? Across, I, I taught for seven years. Wow, yeah, fantastic. So, um, yeah, so, and it was a teaching literacy through visual arts. So it was a very, I guess, uh, left of centre idea of how you, um, you know, get kids to be really um, engaged with their learning. And they saw it as incidental, but you're teaching them all sorts of skills, you know, and they're learning um, language through and how to how to express themselves, how to write, mm. and how to read um, through um, through all sorts of visual means. Which we, is so far sort of from where we are right now. Like yep. this is that when we talk about food, which we'll get onto very quickly, um, very shortly. It's like when you say that, it's like I kind of remember learning that way myself. Mm. Like I was in the in school in sort of seventies. I was teaching, teaching at the, by the end of the 70s. I yeah, was so so many things are turning back, and that's probably yeah. one thing that we need to do is go back to that way of, of learning as well, of oh, teaching it's a, our kids. It's a more holistic, yeah. Yeah, holistic way. And, I mean, cooking must have been sort of in the back of my mind even then mm. um, because one of the first projects I did was to build a, a kitchen in the school <laughs> that every class could use. Wow. Um, and and I, even when I had my little baby year ones, on my very first year, um, we used to, I used to teach, you know, social studies, maths, everything through cooking. Wow! And invite some of them. Some of the mothers would come, so it would be very um, collaborative, you yeah, know, because right. they you need that sort of what do you call it. Um, Connection with the children? Or? Yeah, and also, you know, um, to make sure they're not doing anything harmful to yeah. themselves. So yeah. you've got to have, oh, yeah, you've right. got to have adults yeah. So when there. they go home and they pull out yeah. a set of knives and they yeah. go, oh, yeah. <laughs> Mrs. And Fanfield said I could. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, no, so, you know, and just really simple things of, you know, how to make a bird, like just that would nourish them because it most of them stays with them for life. I would, love these. You know, and I, I still have connections with some of those kids. Wow. They still write to me and, you know. How gorgeous um, is Which that? is fantastic, you know, 40-something, you know, 40 years, 42 years I later. I find that part of you, because um, I'm learning as I go along with you as well, I know your story, that's sort of the, the, the more modern version of you, but I find that part of you really endearing because being able to be patient and wanting to work with little people and teach them through visual language yeah. and food it makes it easy then to work with big people because oh, big people yeah. make the same mistakes they, uh, absolutely they don't listen but not as layered <laughs> not as layered as that little person yeah. getting yeah. very fresh yeah. um and yeah what an inspiration i would have liked to have had you as a teacher that's for sure so when we just go you mentioned food so you do your teaching and then how do you kind of just make Segway. that leap yeah um, into well after kitchen? seven years of teaching um it was sort of and you know, the other thing that teaching as a career gave 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 me was lots of holidays, and uh, and or I have always had a very huge love of travel, mm-hmm. and so every school holidays, Friday night on a plane going somewhere out of the country, mm-hmm. um, and so leaving this island home. Yeah. So um, you, when you say travel, you're talking overseas. Overseas, so, yeah, yeah. Me too. We I'm did a lot of like dri- the map dri- in my mouth. <laughs> dri- driving holidays yeah. in Australia, but yeah. you know that that desire to sort yeah. of. For me, it's always growing places. up in a, in suburban Queensland in mm. the seventies. Mm. Um, sorry, in the fifties, and by the seventies, I knew that my curiosity was about other. Yeah, you know, 
finding a different reality, mm-hmm. you know, that wasn't so cocooned and so white and so... There was a minority of us that were born that way and yeah. felt that way. But, but is, when you said 70s then, I think you were just channeling something because I actually assumed when you said to me that you... I thought you were born in 1967 and I'm born in 1969. I gave you the biggest compliment ever. <laughs> oh, no, thank you. Uh, no, but I wasn't being, I wasn't um, sucking up there at all. It was just purely out of, yeah, I just didn't put those, yeah. not that we'll disclose well, your age now, but at the end of the day, like I'm, it's you just didn't a, say it's 70s, just, but you actually, you were born in the 50s. Yeah. And then you hit your sort of teen years yeah. in a time in the early 60s, really so, you know, it's like quite, rock and roll, you know, and, and um, you know, yeah. growing up with all you know with the Beatles and the Stones and all, I mean yada yada Amazing. yada and um yeah so and there was just this I just wanted to explore the big white world yeah that was out there and teaching um gave afforded me that that yeah. um, privilege you yeah. know because one it, you know it's a steady income all mm-hmm. that sort of stuff holidays. and great holidays yeah. and we could just you know jump jump into a different so you just said we place. then so is this do you meet uh your beautiful partner Margie yeah so we've been together all that all that time Really? Oh. Well, when you were teaching, did you meet? Yeah, wow. oh, before. No, I love before. It. Love yeah. it. Yeah, right. Yeah. We uh, met in um, 78, beginning of 78. Yeah. Um, so we've been together 42 and a half years. Kudos to you guys for a long standing oh, no, the long haul. relationship. And I started teaching in 79. So I was still studying. Wow. Um, Maggie at the time was working in the public service. And so by the time I finished teaching and I knew... You know, I could see the writing was on the wall. You know, the programs that that we've been working on. You know, the funding got cut. Um, and you know, a very conservative um, person came in to run the school. Or something. Yeah. yeah, I don't. And know. Don was probably moving off at this yeah. stage too. And yeah, and it was just the, you know when to rumble, don't you? I have a feeling you know when to walk away. Yeah. <laughs> and I just thought, you know what, I've got my long service leave. Yeah. Um, and so we packed our bags and went and lived in Paris. Fantastic. Um, and it. that sort of with no idea of what was going to come next yeah. it was just at, you know I, I've always said it's like standing at the edge of a cliff yeah. and you either get afraid yeah. or you jump yeah. and That's without good. without, uh, I don't have a, a fear of the unknown so yeah. I just thought I'm going to run with yeah. this who, who knows what will happen Some, the universe will throw up something one of my favourite um, books is Feel the Fear and Do It Anyway yeah. Dr Susan Jeffers and I just yeah. always remember as a young like around your age of just sort of that, you know, that sliding door moment where yeah. you either go and live in London for two years or you stay home or whatever. It sounds like that might have been that defining moment yeah. where you hit Paris. So you lived there for how long? With six months. Yeah, right. And, and, and then um, where from there? And then came back to Margie's sister, older sister, had opened a, a really gorgeous guest house south of Adelaide um, in Robe, which is I like love the, Robe, cra- yeah. cra- crayfish the friend port. we spoke of before. Yeah, Robe, that's so, the connection. Um, love so Robe. we came back to to sort of, and she got a, 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 a license to do a, a dining room restaurant in the in the guest in house. In Robe, yeah, love it. Yeah, she had grey mass and um, oh, beautiful. And so we, you know, that was just like putting a foot in the in the water if you like mm-hmm. to just see and um, did the opening summer season mm-hmm. which you know where you know the town it swells enormously because it's a it's rather cold last time i was there is um was july last oh yeah year. no no winter <laughs> is dead yeah. um, but summer is you i know, still liked it though because we we're with some locals we we're hanging at the pub and whatever yeah. but it's it's quite it's very um rustic isn't yeah. it it's a really yeah. cool feel yeah it's a cute cutesy pile of yeah. town yeah. anyway so yeah did that for a few months and then um and then petaluma opened um, in late, that was 86, yeah, so 86, and then Petaluma had just opened so, in the so Adelaide just, Hills. So just um, going back to the guest house, you're in the kitchen, you're... you're, you're yeah, so I was in the kitchen and Maggie 
just yeah, ran, naturally ran, yeah. on the floor. Yeah, and, um, yeah. and she's, you know, an absolute whiz and a legend. A dynamo. You know? Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> yeah. Um, and so, yeah, that's how it's, how it all sort of started. It was yeah, very... Right. Organic. Yeah. I like that. Not accidental, but, you know, we're just like, oh, well, let's come back and do this and yeah. see, see what happens. But you it. obviously also... <clears throat> realized together that you complemented each other yeah you know which is probably something that um you know i think i've always said any couple that um, open a restaurant would be good if one was the chef and one was front of house yeah <laughs> so is that what you ended up doing you guys yeah yeah so yeah. you know moving on and then sort of you know i'd been so i got i worked at petaluma then for 15 months uh, in the Adelaide Hills, Maggie worked there part of the time but then she worked in another restaurant yep. um as well on the floor and then we we knew that we wanted to live in a big city. You know, we wanted to, having sort of spent so much time in yeah. travelling to, to New York and yeah. Paris and stuff, yeah. we wanted to feel that, an injection of energy, yeah. uh, you know, find a place that had a pulse, really. Um, yeah. and, so the only and, place to do that other than Melbourne, because I... Well, no, Melbourne, <laughs> at the time, Melbourne is, was like a bigger version of Adelaide. And it just didn't... Because what are we talking... It Take me to the 80s, 80s now. Uh, beginning of 88. Well, which is... Like, let's just stay on this for a second because we've got mutual friends and chefs and that in Melbourne and I've grown up there. I but, love Melbourne. Oh, no. And, but and, I didn't want to live there. No, well, obviously, you know? I spent 27 years of my yeah. first life there. But um, I can tell you now, the laneways and things were not places we hung out to eat back then. They were dodgy as. Mm. And we would go to the King's mm. Street and nightclubs. It, it wasn't necessarily because there was, there was a great restaurant scene there. There was some fabulous role models. Yeah, for sure. It influenced me into becoming a chef, and they were women. Yeah, but yeah, right. But it just felt like a bigger version of Adelaide. But I would put and my it was cold. hat to that and say it was. It yeah. was we Whereas were, Sydney at, in the 80s completely different. Was, was, you know, it completely was different. cosmopolitan. It, it was, you know, it's the business centre of Australia. There was some yeah. amazing stuff happening. Plus there were beaches. Do you know what was funny? Because we and used to say, you know, yeah, and that's, and that's what you're after. But we used to say in Melbourne, because um, we're very patriotic in yeah. Melbourne town and we do, because of the, you know, the ethnic uh, groups that have come too. So you need mm. from the Vietnamese sector through the Italian sector. We love that. It's threaded through our veins. But we used to always say Sydney was the rat race. So we used to look at it as like this big um, metropolis, really. And we are quite happy with our with our um, part in life. However, I moved to Sydney and then to Queensland too. So, you know, there's a reason why we <coughs> sort of do go other places. So Sydney yeah. was your calling. Talk yeah. about what and, was going and, on there. And even more so to work with Philip Searle, who had come from Adelaide, yeah. and he was he was leading the way, mm. and he'd just opened um, Oasis Ceros in mm-hmm. um, Paddington, mm-hmm. and I knew that I wanted to have that discipline. If I was going to take um, becoming a chef or being a chef or cooking mm-hmm. um, as a as a true profession, um, I had to learn the rigors and discipline from being because by you know being something you know in my 30s um by then um that i wasn't going to go and have a not you know a, what i call a mind-numbing experience so take. did you do your apprenticeship then no i didn't do any apprenticeship i just no. i just never did never never i didn't want to go back into an no. Ins- no. educational institution that has constantly failed yeah yeah it's Students. Well, we're talking food here, and you obviously had somebody that was a what was a mentor for you. Well, you know, Philip was, Philip. yeah, very much so. And, and so you landed and, in that kitchen there, and it was so cutting edge. It was so, mm. you know, sort of mm. 
way ahead of its mm. um, time mm. and it was a very small team. So, mm. yeah, so I moved to Sydney. To and so how long did you stay with the Billet for? Um, nearly just under shy of two years. Yeah, right. And I don't think I saw the light of day in two years. So I was oh, there for... I imagine. I was there for a reason. Yeah. You know? Yeah. What... You know, a lot of people probably took 10 years to achieve. Yeah. I did it in, in two years. Yeah, and yeah. it was... It was the grounding and it gave me the the basis from which to to move forward well, and so I left it's almost it. like a, a, a yeah. university degree and an apprenticeship yeah. you threw yourself into it and learned all totally. that you could in that time yeah so and great ground and he's you. a great intellectual wow. um yeah um a total perfectionist mm. you know yes that's perfect but you, you know you can do better yeah. you know just push 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 wow incredibly resilient um and yeah, and very well read, and you know, so you know, similar, similar, very similar, you know, saying off the same page sort of thing. Fantastic. Um, and he's from Adelaide. Yeah. 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 And so um, yeah, so the, I would never work for anyone else when I left him. I knew that, um, <clears throat> and that's when we. You knew that. Yeah. Wow. We started. Um, you are such a disciplined young lady, aren't you? <laughs> I put the young lady in there. Well, You're really disciplined in what yeah. you. Yeah. Well, we. That's when we sort of um, were given the opportunity to um, to do a dining room in in a hotel, right. and it was a very easy entree into the business world because yeah. you didn't have to invest anything. We had no money. Yeah. Um, Except for your talent and yeah. time. Yeah. So, yes. You um, and Margie together. Yeah. But you knew and you could do it. And that goes back to that guest house. Yeah. Doesn't it? Yeah. Really. I yeah. love that. So, we, you know, you get, get given these opportunities and Jesus, you'd be an idiot not to make, make it work. Um, so, yeah, so we did that for a couple of years, you know, sort of um, the pub dining room thing. And it's a time where gastro pub yeah, thing yeah, was yeah. huge. Yeah. So, you know, you went to a pub because of its food. Are we in the, are we in the early 90s now? Where are we? 1990. Yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah. I'm with you. Yeah. Um, so, and then we knew... So the schnitty was sort of... Oh, no, 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 it wasn't. <laughs> no, but it was, was... It was pubs were being brave enough... Yeah, to, to engage uh, professionals to take yeah, over the menu in the front yeah, house. Loved yeah. it. Yeah. Um, and we knew that in our time that, that it, it had a time zero. It was a, it was a, a pause, I guess, or gave us the confidence to then to pursue the idea, we, you know, a girl needs her own room sort of yeah, thing. Yeah, yeah, um, So we managed to get um, a loan, a bank loan. Yeah. Um, at a time in the 90s, banks do not give money oh, yeah, to that women. Was, that was a so happy time. So we were that? really lucky there. We found a space in, in Potts Point. And Hang on a second. They don't give it to women or they don't give it to women that are couples? Just women, full Just stop. Just women, yeah. They the, needed that big... Because, you know, you might leave and have a baby or Breadwinner, brawn dude or something. What? Yeah. Crazy yes. town. Anyway, yeah. I can't even so, go there. So, you know, <laughs> so that... So, 93, um, Paramount was born. So, you found a bank. You went to the... Because that was the days where you'd actually go in with your little business plan and go, this yeah. is what we want to do. You found a bank... I've got no money, summer. but I've got my brain in my hands is basically... And somebody... Says, somebody... Yeah. It always comes down to one... You know, we have all these systems, but really, at the end of the day, it's human interaction. So, yeah. there's obviously somebody in that bank or wherever you went that went, I yeah. want to invest... I'm going to push this through. I'm going to take a punt. Love yeah, it. Love just it. the fact that he happened to be a gay man might have helped. Yeah, um, I would have thought it was you and Margie, as it is because like you two, I don't no, know. No, no, like the bank manager being. You know, uh, no, like I agree, getting, getting I agree. That. But you two went in together with a business plan, right? Yeah, yeah. So you're a bit of a. I don't know you very well, but together you're a force of nature. Yeah. <laughs> um. So yeah, great. Yeah. So up. that's and so and it was just it just was just it 
rocked it from the minute we opened the so door. So talk to us a little bit about this restaurant, where it is, and, and tell us. Well, Potts Point's sort of in a in a Sydney near just cross, da- yeah. yeah near the cross mm. in the in the um, the sort of you know the village end of of um, the affluent sorry yeah. affluent yeah. <laughs> jokes yeah yeah um, and look it was just the cleaner end of town <laughs> the right place at the right time yeah you know it and it was a a space that we could manage. <coughs> How many seated? How many people? Uh, seventy. Right. Yeah. So yeah, it was fine. We and we um, invested in the design. So it was a Billy Cate and Halliday designer. It was that and Daly Street, which we opened sort of at the same time. David Thompson around the corner. Yeah, right. Um, was the first foray for, for the for the architects to to do restaurant space. Fantastic. And so it it kicked it on the you know. On the aesthetics, design, all the of aesthetics, it, yeah, yeah. Um, the you attention, guys. attention to detail, yeah. plus you know, so. It and was what a, were you thinking for cuisine then? What was your plan? Well, it was very modern Australian, you know, yeah, um, yeah. and quite elevated um, in terms of its technique and all that sort of stuff, but very approachable. Yeah. For um, for customers. Um, I, I distinctly remember it being elegant though. It was quite. It was oh really, yeah. Yeah. yeah it had an elegant, to it. we might yeah. say. But, oh, okay. <laughs> but but in a very sort of casual relaxed way we didn't have any dress code you no know, or, yeah. which a lot of um you got always got greeted at the door by margie um super you know, friendly who, who, come on in who became known as tinkerbell she was given that name mm. um, by one of the um, food food writers at the time mm. and because she just like a little <laughs> she spread magic said, dust <laughs> she's you know, because of her size, struts, you know, yeah. flits around like a little fairy yeah. and makes everyone happy. Yeah. And, um, so it was a really good God, there should dynamic. be more of that in restaurants these days. <coughs> so she and would have had, also had the, you know, Mikasa is Zukasa, it's my home, yeah. is your home, come yeah. on in. And yeah. You're out exactly. there. You're, were you, was, you, was that a um, open kitchen? No. Could we see you? No. You could, it was, you could see down the corridor, but really it wasn't open. No. Yeah. Um, and so yes. you work your butt off in the kitchen and get yeah. it all get it all yeah. together. And I, many... and I also had started writing. So that, as soon as I we opened the restaurant, I got my first book contract. Hello, teacher, coming back in. Yeah, Hello, so... English teacher. <laughs> Lucky um, all your grammar's good. <laughs> yeah. Um, and yeah, so it just sort of went from there. And then we decided to close at the end of two thousand. Yeah. Um, so how many years was were you guys? Seven. It's a bloody good innings. Yeah. Really is, and it? and I had started doing a lot of my my work platform had started to expand. Mm-hmm. I was doing a lot of you know back then it was called guest chef residencies. Yeah, yeah. These days it's called pop up. Yeah. Um, you know, doing stuff well, like your that. Your name, your name, and your reputation's growing. And this whole have that, um, um, awareness around what modern Australian yeah. food was, yeah. and you know, provenance and all that sort of stuff, telling that story. Yeah. Um, around the world, so it sort of became, you know, a, a chef ambassador for you know the best of Australia. It must be, um, <coughs> it must be nice now because this is very like I don't, I don't like the word trending, but it's very now, isn't it? The Providence and you know Paddington Plate and all that jazz that's happening. Well, it's always days. been there. It's, it's just it's just how it's well. Marketed. If you take it right back to Adelaide days or me growing up on an apple orchard in in in, on, in Muraduck, which is now Groovy Mornington Peninsula. I mean, I was brought up like that in very simple terms. But we have to, typically Australian, my opinion only, we have to coin things and, you know, it's, it's biodynamic and organic and t- uh, paddock to plate, whatever yeah. you want to call it. But what I'm hearing from you right now is that you were really passionate about it at a very young um, point in your career. 
So this is where you became. Yeah, well, even at, at Robe when, um, when yeah, we, we yeah. took there for a few That's months. That's what you were doing. There was crayfish. Yeah. Because they're coming off the boats. Uh, a woman down the road. Had Not a, lobster. Crayfish. Had a, had a, had a, had a, um, a pheas- pheasant farm, so we're using pheasants. All around you. Um, another cattle guy down the road. We're getting beef from him. But the Coonamara is you know, half an hour away. You've got so pinfolds breathing ones. down your neck there. And you know, Amazing. so and that was you know. So you had it all there. That was your food bowl right so, there. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. so I've always worked to that to that sort of ethos. Thing. It's your ethos. ethos. Even yeah. though even though, you know and then with, you know, moving down further, you know, with Universal and skidding around the globe, it's always about having a global approach or a, a, an understanding of flavours around the globe, but how to bring that, weave that back into your local... A, a term so that like, I coin all the time is think global, act local. You well, really do do that. And, and that's and I, and mine was, you know, think global, eat local. So um, Same thing, yeah. So, it's so that's thing. why I'm really um, um, blessed, chuffed that you've landed um, where you have here now, because I know that you'll just bring another sort of an element to this gorgeous... <coughs> natural food bowl that we have yeah. so when you when you head into writing cookbooks is this you just got your head so you're cooking all, you're literally chefing all day and writing and well hang on writing all day and chefing all night something like that well i don't know no when were you sleeping is my question you don't sleep much because books and all my books have been um fairly significant in terms of their size and you know the content and and quite sort of detailed and mm. very sort of you know well-designed sort of you know to try and show that to try and give the best message they weren't little you know throw no away. no but from photography right through to oh yeah to me yeah, to me that but to yeah. me that attention to detail yeah. which i apply to my food and my space that i work in mm-hmm. or you know it's all part of what you want to show to you the apply world. that that's so, what i said before you're a disciplined young lady because yeah. <laughs> you apply all that don't you too and you've got patience they're, yeah. they're things that you really require yeah. and demand that, that people that come with you step up to that mark yeah you know my yeah. whole thing is you know you want to establish a really high benchmark you want to take people out of the ordinary mm. um and there's nothing wrong with an ordinary everyday experience it's just not my it's not why it was wasn't my um so, so reason for why I wanted to cook, you know? I that to me is brand. Like you're not you're not going you're not gonna compromise on your brand. You are your brand. So Christine yeah. Manfield is her brand. You and I touched on this um, on the weekend. You're not compromising on that. That's no. who you are. Yeah. Um, and you know you don't have to you don't have to jump on the gravy train. It's all good. Um, yeah. but if you are on this gravy train then you know yeah. Learn learn about me and the books and, and what have you. So how many books have you got out now, Christine? Well I've had thirteen titles published. Wow. But I, but We're looking I've, at them right now. But I've actually written nine because some of the titles were reworked and republished in a different format. For example, Spice came out and that was the big hardcover Spice Bible, you know, mm-hmm. about how spice informs. It's, it's, it's my starting point in cooking. It always has been always will be. Wow. I can't cook without spice. Mm-hmm. Um, and I say to people, you know, it's not a scary thing. Pepper is spice, you know. Let's just start baby steps and, and move up. Um, and then several years later, Fire was published the year after I opened. They go really well together, don't they? Yeah, Universal and yeah. and Fire was Flavors of the World, and it was about they were recipes that it, that I had started or a cooking style that had evolved post post Paramount. Yeah, and that I had then showcased it in um, in my London restaurant, and then. 
that sort of was the basis for Universal and Universal Restaurant, which was um, opened in twenty in two thousand and seven. Was that name was chosen because it was an expression of, of using flavours from around the world. A lot of people thought that having Paramount and then Universal that I was following film studios. No. Um, you know, yeah, yeah, the Hollywood thing yeah, is like word, so much, but it's about the meaning of the, the word, word yeah. that, um, that, that... It makes a gave, lot of sense when you, when you know your journey. It makes yeah. a lot of sense. So just, um, we, uh, we'll, we'll go back to a little cookbook scenario at the end here, but the, I wanted to just touch on London. So you finish up at um, at Paramount and you guys decide to head over to the UK or what, what goes yeah, on? Yeah, well, after Paramount closed... Um, Need a break. <laughs> yeah, I had a lot of um, offers and opportunities to, yeah. to work overseas and um, so I did that, just little short-term things. Some doing research and development, some, you know, being a chefy and, yeah. and also we were avid travellers. Yeah. Um, and Maggie... Um, changed had a total sea change and became a personal trainer yeah so our ethos moving forwards you make them and fat. She been on you the... make them fat i make them fit oh that's fantastic <laughs> and, and maggie be on the floor a long time like yeah. you know the general public yeah. um, bless and their cotton socks can be can be challenging at times yeah. so she and, thought she'd go um, and train with them and the nature of um, hospitality is there's there's not ever been great value um, or financial commitment placed in in yeah. skill of, of service mm. um so that caused a sort yeah, of, you know, yeah. a hurt and move, segue away from. Yeah. Um, whereas I could, you know, I didn't have to have a restaurant, you know, being a chef, mm. you're engaged mm. to, you know, consult and to do this and to do that. It's yeah. Very, very different. Um, yeah, absolutely. So, um, and, and, and in a way that was, she still had the same thing of looking after people. It was just a one-on-one in a, it just, yeah, right. thing. And um, looking after their health. Yeah. Yeah, I'm and sure so, you don't make them fat, by the way. <laughs> no, no. Um, but yeah, then I got an opportunity. I got headhunted to to London wow. to open a modern Asian restaurant, which at the time in London in two thousand three was very very new because I was London was the food scene had always been very Eurocentric or f- yeah. francophile, really, really. Yeah. Um, oh, well, and, and actually, um, I just want to find out about the Asian influence here. So. Um, London was known very much for its um, fantastic curries at three. Well, the Indian, the, the Indian curry house, yeah, but that's in the general store. Different, that, that's different, a very, yeah. very different market. Different market. This was going in at the high end. Zuma had just opened, Hakkasan had just well, opened, yeah, so, yeah. and so the um, the group that I negotiated with, who owned this space in Common Garden. Mm. Um, and it was in West Street, so we called it East at West because it was sort of you know, amazing, a table. amazing position. Yeah. Um, so yes, I had to sort of, I guess, it, my focus then became um, showcasing flavours of Southeast Asian food, new to the fairly new to the London scene, yeah. in the style that I was doing. Yeah. Um, I guess you know that flavours through a Western lens, and that it was highly refined. Well, I, I would say the word it would wasn't be coming in and having a curry. No, no, no. And the it's reason why is I lived in London from '93 to '95, right? So I definitely didn't see, and I wasn't. I wouldn't have been a, like, I wasn't Epicurean per se. I was off the bones of my ass back then. But you know, working at the Albert Hall, and I was around a lot of cool stuff. But I don't remember seeing like contemporary 
fusion of food or anything like that is would that be a word that you would say was like a contemporary fusion of east well there's nothing wrong with it fusion is a word that's been abused or bastardized by the industry and by the media yeah as being a bad thing yeah um, but i don't think it's a bad thing his, historically um culturally we've always there's always been fusion because as you know one country invaded another you know throughout history that well, it'd be it quite, brings it'd be its quite own. cocky to think that we haven't fused from yeah, generation yeah. to generation but it became a, a, oh, a i didn't know this side of it yeah right a, okay a, a, you know if you say you're doing fusion usually it was bad it was a train crash on a plate basically right and um, so you, the east meets west over at Covent garden is a fusion of flavors that you're putting together yeah so it's very um if yeah, you close your eyes, like? you can taste every part of different parts of Asia. But if you opened your eyes, it looked quite sort of Western in its aesthetic. Right. Okay. Uh, and it was it was high end, um, and we only did tasting menus, three tasting menus. Yeah. Um, so you had to commit, and they weren't long. It was only you know because back then that was all quite very new. Doing that sort of thing, wine was chosen and matched with each thing, mm-hmm. so you just you know didn't have to think. It was just like, and so you. You know, I think it's kind of what people want. Because if you're, now, if you're don't we want a bit of that now? No, because we moved on. Oh, okay. but that's another story. Right, I thought we were going um, back to this taste. But I either. think you know, for an audience that wasn't at all familiar with the flavors, mm. um, it was a way of gently educating them mm. or, or yeah. showing them, yeah. the, opening their palates to. Because if if you left it. To when when and when you don't know when you basically don't have the language mm. of those words or how those flavors come together. Yeah, you can, oh, I don't know. How, you know, and you get scared. You mm. don't know how, how to order, and you might order. So you know, it's all very sequential in terms of dev- building flavor mm. and textures and stuff. That sounds like a yeah. So we like in the and you know. First year we won best new restaurant, wow. best menu in the UK, blah blah. Incredible. It just went on. And, uh, I would have loved to. I've never been. I would have loved yeah. to have gone to that restaurant. How long were you there for? Uh, re- until early two thousand and five. So the owners were who were a bunch of um, banker anchors, mm. um, you know, investment bankers. Um, mm. Sold the property. Right. So, so they you actually, had a good like. They actually had the freehold on this property. It's right next door to the Ivy. Oh, that's um, And they sold. So it, we were cut short. And so. So you would have like because you were there what a few years, couple of years, two or three years. years. Yeah. So you you didn't feel like you were at the end of that journey. No, and um, so I came back to Sydney, and it took another. Yeah, well, we opened. Um, I opened Universal on my own um, in two thousand and seven. So not a lot, lot of time in between, but what's the cookbook that comes out of um, in that period there? Which is the East Meets West? Oh, well, Fire didn't... I was writing it, but it didn't come out until a year after. Um, it came out in 2008. Right. Yeah. That's a hugely busy period of your life, isn't it, over yeah. in London yeah. and then Fire and, and then you come well, back? Well, Fire was based on every chapter was a different country in the world and how that country... So it was travel stories mm-hmm. about travelling through through that particular country or city, um, and how that country and its and its um, culinary heritage informed the way I cooked. Right. So were so you the, doing a lot of travel when you were over in London, yeah. just popping yeah, up? Yeah, yeah, you had that opportunity. Yeah, and you're, you? you're at the centre of the universe yeah. there. Seriously, yeah. you can pop everywhere. Yeah. Which is that's the the positive thing. I think this is probably where we'll just bring in before we head to um, Universal. Let's bring in India because you just have this huge attraction well, to India. Well, I'd started when Spice came out the uh, book in '99. Mm. I got approached by a sort of high end um, 
travel company, mm. Australian travel company, Sydney travel company. Back to, to your good old days, mate. To host, <laughs> to host um, um, small groups, yeah. spice tours wow. of, um, you know, f- focused around food. So that, that was all very new in yeah. the industry then too. Yes. Um, in India, because that's, you know, t- you say spice and most people think of course. India, even yeah. though spice is, you know, there's... Threaded through the world. But throughout you, yeah, the world, but, yeah. you know, that's the Your first market place was, people yeah. go to. Yeah. And so, and I work, had worked as a chef in India, mm-hmm. um, as a guest chef. Yeah, know, right, yeah. You know, um, so it wasn't totally foreign to me. Yeah, and yeah. Um, so yeah, so and so in two thousand was my first tour. So that's when I started doing my culinary tours. Yeah, right. In two, so it's twenty years ago. There's, there's quite. I'm just trying to break this down as a storyteller. There's a, quite a few elements, excuse the pun, to you. And obviously, you as the as the cook chef that's doing a banging restaurant that you create yourself from your heart is there. But then you've got your tours, which is education and global you know global spices and then you've got your cookbooks which is your author side so that you really are segmented aren't you um into those three areas but you did it all at once at one stage you were doing all of it at the same time all of it at the same time which i find remarkable so you know the tours were you know small group two weeks yeah you know that the downside of having a restaurant is you can never be away for too long. Yes. Um, so, you know, as soon as I didn't have restaurants yeah. in my life, it was yeah. great to be able to go somewhere for a few months. Yeah, fantastic. <coughs> yeah. And just have that time. It's such a luxury. Yeah. Um, yeah, so, um, yeah, so, and then they just, that was regular, like every year, you know, sometimes twice a year. I was um, To India? Yeah. Yeah. Started out in India. No, within a year I was I had branched into Morocco as well. Oh yeah, of course. Now there's um, the other spice. And then over the twenty years it's, you know, included France and Italy and right through South America and So same sort of tra- same travel company that you work with or different no, I've had worked only ever with two. Yeah. Um yeah, so um, Fantastic. Yeah. So it's sort of like Introducing people at a very high end level too. It wasn't it wasn't backpack travel by any means um, to an area or a city or a country through its food. So it's you, it's and interesting, you and you can't sort of keep food separate. It's it's part part of. It's introducing people to place, isn't it? Yes. Through their bellies. Yeah. Yeah. I love it. Yeah, and so, so we cool. incorporate art and architecture all and all the other things. Um, and I always work, I have a fabulous, I said the good thing about India is I have such a brilliant ground ground team yeah, that I work yeah. with that, that are good friends of mine. Yeah, that become have, like family. You know, they, they get it. They mm. get, you know, have the same level of mm. expertise. And, um, I love that, I love that. Yeah, and... Um, so when, so you do the tours, you keep the tours going, you keep the cookbooks going, they're The marinating. tours have always been going. They're still with you yeah. now, and the cookbooks are marinating in the background, are the cookbooks still going now? Yes, still I'm, writing? I'm in the final throes of one that's coming out next year. <laughs> okay, so this is all marinating there. <laughs> Let's talk about your last, uh, well, when I say last, it was your, sort of your final... Restaurant. You've done your entree and you're into your... Uh, yeah. Where are we now? Well, yeah. Desserts? No, we're in, where are we? With, the, with um, Universal, Universal. Well, it was the it was the the finale. I knew when the finale. I knew when I opened. Um, I had an exit strategy. Yeah. A few years down the track. Yeah. I knew that I it was there for a certain amount of time. 
Um, so I had a, you know, it, I called it the last, the last, you know, bastion. The it's last, like the last dance. The last dance you know? It would be because yeah. it's like giving birth. Like yeah. you, these restaurants are literally like children, yeah. aren't they? When you think about it, you grow yeah. them up so, and off they go. You know, and you know, it's a swan song. It was, it was going to be my bowing out. Yeah. In terms of my life as a restaurateur, there's so much more. Yeah. To the to the work. But you had one restaurant left in you. Yeah, and I wanted to just pursue and perfect and make even better what I was and Margie's not on this journey at this stage she's not doing her her personal training and fitness so this is you so that was in fact living together living and working together is actually a whole lot easier than living together and working at opposite ends of the clock of course yeah um, to manage and um, to get that sort of you know absolutely that life life work balance is just and you guys would have been so used to that because that was what you had done for so long so So Universal's you out there on your own doing yeah yeah and as an independent operator yeah yeah, because by now the hospitality industry after particularly since 2000 you know the the new millennium um the our industry has become so much more corporatized um so I had no backers or anything never did Mm. you know um the only time I did was in London you know um, Mm. yeah and that sort of taught me an awful lot I'd imagine about um, yeah how to be effective in bed taught me a lot about business too so you know and the and the nature of business had changed dramatically from when we had in the 90s when we had universal to the to the noughties um Mm. just what you had to do you know um, in terms of creating point of difference staying ahead of the packs that's all that sort of stuff you know what what you had to manage and how you worked with your staff and expectations how did you go with staff there because um, knowing you more now that I've done this podcast, because you, like you, you, um, would I say perfectionist? I don't know if you've ever been called a perfectionist before, but obviously I'd say, I'd say a disciplined person that's very patient. Demanding. It's, it's, it's totally fine to say Demand, that. Demanding, yeah, okay. But, well, you, you have an expectation of yourself, which yeah. in turn you would expect... Others to keep up with me. Right. Yeah, so exactly. how did you go with that little So I had some great... <laughs> well, no, I had some growing, you know, some that stayed with me the whole time. So, yeah. um, and of course, people are going to fall away. Some fell away and came back. Yeah. Realising that, you know, the grass ain't always green. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, are you talking about <laughs> chefs as well? Or both, you the whole both, lot? yeah. yeah. Um, but a really tight, really, really tight little team. Mm. And, so um, you were... Were you running uh, the whole restaurant or mainly just... No, I... I, I well, I put my trust in into yeah yeah um, into front of house yeah um, people that you know initially people that had worked with me in London came yeah, you have a team and, yeah and they <laughs> you know we still do stuff together yeah um, we said this the other day you and I firm but fair yeah <laughs> and you know if you didn't cut it you didn't cut it you yeah know, it's like, yeah that's okay don't waste my time yeah yeah um, so, and Jess who's my my head chef Jessica yeah it's worth a mention because she started when we opened Paramount wow in 93 as a little fresh-faced second-year apprentice yeah um, and stayed with you came and went but was with me at the end of Paramount, closer, you know, beginning and end, a bit in the middle. Yeah. And came with me to London. Wow. As head chef, so I was there Incredible. that whole time. Yeah. Came back and then came with me to Universal. Fantastic. Um, Your right hand woman, right there. Yeah. So she's sort of almost like a protege daughter. Oh, absolutely. Um, so and she, so she now lives in Hobart. I was going to say, what's Jess doing? Freelance sort of stuff, you know. Good time. Um, yeah. So. Um, so how long did um, Paramount um, Universal? Well, six years. Six years. So they're both good innings. Yeah. Because you know, unfortunately in the day that we live in now, this fast pacing, sometimes restaurants yeah. are nothing to get to and three, it was four. incredible 
I mean, it was an incredible growth. And because a lot of people said to me when I announced closure, I gave four months' notice. Mm-hmm. Like, why are you why are you opting out? You know, prime kick-ass business, mm. all that sort of stuff. And it's mm. like, you know, best business advice, you leave when you're flying. Yeah. You leave on a high mm. and you leave a legacy and also it was driven by age. You know, you can't do this. You can't mm. work this hard mm. forever. Well, so that was only 2014 or so, was it? When, when 13, did... yeah. Yeah, right. Okay, so it's not that long ago. Seven years. I and I, as I said to you at the start of this podcast, you know when to rumble, you should definitely be playing Kenny Rogers all the time. <laughs> you so know when, when I say walk away, you know yeah. when to, you know when it's time. Yeah, and it was, it was, and what it did was because it had, it created this huge demand yeah. of, you know, so whenever I did a little pop-up thing or it, and it still happened, like I'm very fortunate that I can, or blessed that I, you know, if I decide to do something, um, Thanks, come. Pe- people yeah. will jump mm-hmm. and um, come, you know. Love and, that. Yeah, but it's a lot, that doesn't just happen overnight, mate. No. That's like, it's, build it's building, you're building yeah. it and, you yeah. know, but you've got to deliver. Mm-hmm. Um you've got to continue to deliver and you've got to continue continue to stay relevant you can't ever be dormant or stagnant in this business because you'll get left behind Mm. Um, so I started doing a lot of collaborations with younger chefs or Gen Next fantastic and you know I'm really it's it's a because you were learning from them as well two way street love it love it inspiration do you know it's actually both ways it's um it's similar to similar but different to media so I've been in and around media for 25 years and my business would have gone 10 years ago if I didn't um, jump on the digital bandwagon I certainly wouldn't say I'm an expert at it but it's like I've learned from interns that I've had that have been young uni students because yeah. like, they've just come out of their degrees they know what's going on and yeah. it's sort of like learning by proxy but if you don't you, then you, you probably should change direction yeah. in your career totally yeah, yeah. so um, yeah so I've still got a bit of spark I was going to say but you've still got the passion haven't you yeah totally yeah, yeah. and <laughs> I mean for me just you know it's just about it's about cooking and love of food and sharing and sharing 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 knowledge and and you know having having people around you yeah it's very social like that yeah Um, yeah, so you know and the and i've always done the travel thing you know and it not having a restaurant allowed me to do more of that yeah because yeah. um, i wasn't restricted you know yeah. and being able to go away a couple yeah. of times a year nah, i could actually do yeah. more so had lots of um my fingers in pies all over <clears throat> all over the place and i also interestingly um the last couple of years had started looking more internally about doing using those that sort of knowledge and travel experience and bringing it home to to Australia for indigenous knowledge well and doing foodie experiences and safaris within Australia yeah right Um, which which is the which brings in your your love of the indigenous uh, culture and food as well Um, and so I've done done a you know done a few foodie trips to Tassie yeah um, and New Zealand and um, and then 2020 happened yeah and the world went to shit mm. you know and lost, all my, lost all my work no and then we were we were in migration mode so right. we, we moved up here at the right time yep. earlier this year and having having all that stripped away from you everything like every job and you know every little mm. you know layers layers and layers yeah, of, of your what, life of what i was doing just yeah. just your gone. culinary life yeah um afforded and being here mm. in such a you know gorgeous environment gave me the opportunity to really sit back and think right 
how, what can I do that's different? How can I move forward? Because I think it's the big lesson for the, this whole pandemic mm. is if we don't recalibrate and if we don't recover and if we don't reinvent mm. and move in the right direction. Can I just say bloody hallelujah to you for not saying pivot? I said it, but all those words you just used are so beautiful, a, a synopsis of 2020 and the rejig, the reinvention. I love those yeah, words. Because anyone to me that uses language of going back yeah. or looking back um, I have they they've not learned anything. From I agree this. with you. And so, so what did Christine learn from this year? What did when so she had time I've to breathe? So I decided, you know, that I think investing in our regions is, and and I think that only happened because I, you know, that that light bulb moment because I was actually in region as opposed to being in a city. Yes. Um, and being sort of accepted to being on country um, mm. gave me that sort of wow. Wow, look at all the opportunities here. Mm. So straight away I decided to launch an idea of, you know, bringing people up to do a five-day foodie experience with me in and around the Tweed mm. to, you know, show its magic. So that's all happening. I've got a couple of tours happening at the end of next month. Mm. Um, and that's going to be ongoing. Mm. So instead of taking people overseas, now I'm bringing people here. Yeah, gorgeous. Um, and look, there's lots of other opportunities, you know, I'm mm. potentially... Um, looking at the idea of doing some pop-up uh, restaurant events Beautiful. over the summer. Yep. Um, You're in an area that's definitely uh, can afford for you to be doing that. Yeah. It's a fruitful area. It's a natural food bowl. But you, I feel like there's space to breathe as yeah, well. Yeah, and there's also really good Indigenous and Asian Absolutely. heritage here, which yeah. I'm learning, Yeah, I'm tapping into and, yeah. and learning. So, you yeah. know, being able to you know, create a platform to, to bring all that together, I well, think see, for me thing. is, um, here's is the thing new. Is, you know? From one global traveller to another global traveller, because I've learned some lessons through this year as well, being grounded, I was, you know, overseas a lot last year as well. If we, are, you know, don't under, let's, I'm saying this to me, don't underestimate the 60,000 plus years of culture in your own country. We don't know enough about it. Correct. But this is also the way that we've been brought up across the country. Um, but also like the the natural ancient shield volcano that's been there and you know it's still people indigenous culture is still people i particularly have got this this really strong connection to mother earth now and just her power and what mm. and what we have to do as people mm. that are literally stardust to look after it. stardust doesn't matter yeah. where you're from what color what 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 yeah. sex you are who you're into who you're not into how are we going to look after it? Yeah, because she is going to continue to spit us out if yeah. we do not pay respect. Exactly. So my lesson this year has been wholeheartedly about that. What am I doing to recycle? What am I doing to what is what am I doing to aid her health? Well, you just have to look globally at how how the planet has had a, a moment to pause and to start to recover yeah but you know there's you know asshole governments including ours all yeah. over you know yeah. all over the world yeah who just want to destruct all the time and decimate well there's they know. do it um, under the radar whilst yeah. this well, pandemic's going und, on under the yeah. cover of covid some very nasty things which is so this is why you and i because if we're going in that path we're never going to finish this podcast <laughs> but where we're going to stay both of us is in this beautiful land yeah. that we've been blessed to pass through exactly yeah um i'm super excited that you're here because i just feel like you're just going to the flavors and the spices of our region will grow with your yeah, knowledge and i just feel like 
I've, you know, I've still got the baton and I can run with it, but Love it's just it. a new direction. Yeah. And a whole, for me, it's a whole exciting new frontier mm. and it's right on my bloody doorstep. Can I just say, and this is why I love doing this starting at the beginning and ending uh, where we are now with people, I feel like the way you were teaching those young children visually with food and language is absolutely coming through in your spirit here in the Tweed. I feel like you might be re-educating adults with... I mean, they might know their local produce, but they may not know how to throw it all together yeah, and make yeah. it a visual splendour. Yeah. How's that? Okay, my, my, my new friend, Christine Manfield, I end this podcast. Is there anything else you would like to... We touched on a fair bit there. Yeah. We went through a whole... I know yes. you've got lots going on, but I felt like there was the three elements. Um, who and where... So this podcast is about people to place. So who... Who is someone that has inspired you in your life and where in the world inspires you? That's a hard question. I, I, I can never choose one thing. I was going to ask an easy one. <laughs> I, can, I can never choose one thing because there's, look, I think, I don't think there's been one person that has inspired me. There's been an awful lot of people mm. that um, have inspired me at different times mm. whose energy and strength I can draw on. So mm. I think it would be... People. Yeah, it'd be dismissive to, to, to a lot of people to just choose one person. Mm-hmm. So um, so I can't just send out a name. Mm. Um, you don't have to. And, might, the, and the same, yeah, so it's people. And it's just, you know, engage. Okay, that's a great and, answer. And with like-minded people and just, you know. So like-minded people inspire you. Yes. Now, that's a good answer. Yeah. And a place. And place. Well, you know, once again, you know. It's the earth. <laughs> yeah. Because I have special places around the world that yeah. I like to yeah. to go and visit mm. regularly. Hopefully, the pathways will open up in the future. Is there to, a spiritual place that, that is there somewhere that you go that really does just you feel really at ease? connected? Yeah. Connected. Well, see, India's always felt yeah. very connected yeah. to me, but I don't want to sort of marginalise yeah. myself yeah. as being just you know focused there. Yeah. There's a, um, a, a little seaside village we go to in Turkey, Beautiful. down on the coast. Usually, not near, near Ludenes by any chance. Usually, is it? no. Usually, Katara? No. No. no You're not going to tell me, are you? Turkpaku. Okay, I don't um, know. Is it down where I'm talking? Down on the Ludenes sort of marmorous inn? Down not, the south? not that far. Okay, gotcha. Not that far. Um, but yeah, that we Beautiful. normally go to every year, which is just <gasps> heaven. You'll and it's not thing. like you don't have it here, but no, it's just there's just something, something about and it. I think it's about you know always seeking for other, and it's the culture. Yeah, yeah and I think even coming here to the Tweed, if we want to bring it back home, yeah, um, is also seeking other. I'm not interested in the suburban white experience. No, it's and that's why straight away I started, you know, it just all happened very organically, reaching mm. out and connecting with some amazing people. But we, yes. we do so have there's a other story. Here. We have other. We have a yeah, yeah. I know. Yeah, and there's yeah. a story that out of that will unfold so yeah, beautiful stay, stay tuned thank you i can't wait i'm on this journey i'm, I'm hanging out so christine manfield thank you so much for joining traveling senorita today and we will catch up i'm sure there's going to be yep. another incarnation next year and thank you so much thank you adios